RugbyRenegade.com, the number one online strength and conditioning program for rugby. Are you ready to get bigger, stronger, fitter, and faster and dominate your opposition? Welcome to the Rugby Renegade Podcast, where we build machines. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Rugby Renegade podcast. My name's Jamie Bain and today I interview Paul Cater of the Alpha Project. Uh, Paul, I met probably five or six years ago now uh, when he was head S&C at um, London Welsh and I was at Bedford. Um, great guy, we're also doing the same maths at Middlesex University. Um, and since he's moved back uh, to the States, set up his own gym, but he's also doing a lot of consulting with um, USA Rugby um, so it's a great opportunity to listen to some of his insights, having come through working and playing football, American football, and then you know, working over in the UK, and then what, what sort of changes are uh, in terms of rugby development over in the US. So it's a great listen. Hi, Paul. Welcome to the Rugby Renegade podcast. Great to have you on. Uh, why don't we just start by um, explaining how you got into uh, being a strength and conditioning coach and some of the teams you've worked with? Yeah, cool. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's good to... Um... Good talking to you after gosh, I don't know, it's been four four years or so, four or five years since I've been you know living over in London. But um, yeah, so I I I played American football um, for a, a smaller col- uh, college um, in in California called UC Davis, right? So um, you, you know if you look at American football, you, you got the big the big time universities, which are um, you know they can have upwards to hundred thousand people attending the game it's, it's quite massive and the culture around American football is massive um, but you have you know just as in rugby you have different different levels and so we were kind of um, the championship level for for, for uh, if you can think of that um, compared to the premiership but yeah you know, we didn't have a lot of SNC support um, at the college I was playing at um, and you, well, some of the lads took it on their on upon themselves really to to try to take those steps fitness wise and strength conditioning to, to perform better and as we played better teams you know we, we wanted to compete and, um, so that, I think that's kind of the was the impetus for getting into strength conditioning um, was our own you know your, my own application which is probably pretty common you know with strength conditioning coaches and so. Um, yeah, how, how do I apply this in my life to make it better, to make to play better, really? So I kind of kind of started there, and then uh, uh, yeah, and then after that, started to do some internships and whatnot, and then um, got a job with London London Wasps in two thousand five as my first real strength conditioning gig, which. Admittedly, I probably didn't know how good I had it, you know. Um, but they were looking for something different, American bloke who could probably bring some American football insight into the into the game. And um, I had a little bit of a rehab background at that point, and was doing some kind of unique things. And uh, Craig White uh, basically hired me on to to that, and I was uh, with Wasps for five years, and then Welsh for one. So that's where I met you. <laughs> awesome. And so when you got the wasp job, because um, I, I never actually knew this, did you, did you apply to that while you're in the States and, and then just get a plane over and the rest was history? Or were you over in the UK already? Because that uh, takes some balls to come all the way over. 
Right. Well, it's it's you know to get to get a working visa, and uh, it's quite a process, you know. So going either to the states or to the UK, it's not it's not an easy task. So uh, I was actually just doing some networking. You know, I had a colleague who, who you know, I was over. I was going to be in London. I said, you know, I'd like to meet some people and just learn some new things. And so one of my um, one of my uh, friends from who runs Sparta um, Sports Science in Palo Alto, he he worked with um, one of the analysts, Tony Hanks, and uh, I think in Australia. So he's like, oh, I'll go see this guy. So I I wanted to bring something to to the table, you know, just to show what I had to offer. So I brought over uh, a Versapoli, which was um, rotary inertia um, flywheel training device. And kind of that started a conversation. And, and uh, yeah, but I, um, so to, yeah, to backtrack, I was, I played football in Spain, in, in Barcelona. Um, and I was dating a girl over there or whatever. So I just, I'll pop down to London, you know, and, um, the rest is history, really. So, I, you know, I went to a game, first rugby match ever I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> what did you uh, think? I forgot who they were playing, but it was cold. And um, we were there at the uh, Adams Park over there <clears throat> outside of London. And, it, yeah, it was it was amazing. I, I, I think some of my first impressions, obviously, were uh, just just the intensity and, and, and the just the, le- the length of, of play and how many phases would go would be gone through before a break a stoppage in time and that was just really impressive to me and how much how much really body weight guys could could carry around the pitch and, and be effective you know um, coming from American football obviously there's a lot of stop start and a lot of rest rest time so that, that left an impression on me I think um, kind of gave gave me a compass point for really for my rest of my career as, as far as well what is what is optimal you know, body weight, um, you know, strength to weight ratios and how, how much muscle mass can we carry and how and be effective. And, um, really that's been kind of a focus for me and, and how to, how to condition, how to condition for that. And so, yeah, but yeah, rug, rugby, rugby has been a real blessing to me as, as coming, you know, coming from America. It's just opened my eyes to, um, I think elite um, strength conditioning, you know, support and, and how to get the best out of athletes and uh, give me a little bit of a leg up on when coming back to the States. So, yeah. It's been a, yeah, it's been a great journey, but yeah, rugby's been a, 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 a important part of my, of my life and my, and my career for sure. That's great. And, and so when you went from Wasps, to Welsh as as head of SNC, how how did it differ working in the Championship uh, compared to the Premiership? What were the challenges? Oh, man, um, that's a that's a great question. I, mean, I, I got to work with um, Phil Greening and Mike Friday, so it seemed you know they're Wasps guys. Um, the setup was pretty was pretty was pretty good. I mean, obviously the facilities and the some of the travel elements and logistics. You know, getting out to Cornwall and I don't know, just it, it, it wasn't too different to be honest. I mean, I don't know. I think, I think you know, guys were were, were 
we're professional. You know, a lot of a lot of guys have been either knocking at the door of the premiership or been there. Or, you know, it was a pretty pretty group of focus, a good group of focused guys and coaches. I think um, you get into some of the management issues and just the running of the team in general, and, and you start to. I think that starts to be a challenge in some ways, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure now. I mean, gosh, the, the staffs are pretty big. You know, I I remember even going to the Wasps and I thought, gosh, you have four SNCs, you have basically three full time physios, you have full time massage um, staff. You know, it's it's pretty extensive. And then then I go to a, a sport you know that has a lot of money in, in professional baseball. And there's not nearly the the intricate um, strength conditioning sports med support staff in place. And it's, it was it was incredible because the facilities were were deplorable in England, to be honest. But then the staffing and the the expertise in house wasn't even in, to be compared. So I don't know. That's well, that, that's good to hear. Anyway, the, the staff well, are, are very good because uh, facilities are something we can improve easily. Right, I think, but but, but getting but getting the um, getting the method the methodology and the, and the systems around around the athletes, you know, supporting their strength conditioning and their and the recovery and their you know the, the physio work and the um, it, it was really interesting going back to the states and seeing how just how far behind. At least baseball was, um, you know. There's part partly that's be, because of the length of the off season. Um, there's longer off seasons. It's not a full time. You know, you're not you're not in control of the athletes full time. Um, baseball obviously there's a game every day. Yeah, there's just there's just different resources, and then they pay guys millions and millions of dollars, and <laughs> they can't pay a strength conditioning coach hardly peanuts. So it's you know I was making more money in with with wasps. Then I was with um, the, the Orioles. There was a group, I think, a more intuitive system of of, of rehab. Of of you know, I was kind of acting as a, like a rehab coordinator there. So going in between the strength conditioning and the physios and kind of coordinating individual projects. Um, that that's non-existent. I mean, that's trying. To, we're trying to implement that in, in Major League Baseball. You know, so. There's there's a lot of great things that were going on even in 2005 at, at Wasp and they had they were pouring a lot of resources enough to bring me over, pay uh, pay for working visas and all kinds of stuff. So I was pretty fortunate. I was really you know I was really fortunate. I didn't I didn't really know it at the time either. So I'm, in retrospect, I should have appreciated that probably a bit more. But yeah, it was obviously a great club um, and, and doing very well at the moment this year. Um, looking back and, and with your, your football background, um, what did you try and bring to rugby? And we talked a bit about it before, but what did you, what did you try and bring to rugby and what do you think, you know, is being sort of used over in the States in football now, conversely from rugby? Right. Yeah. As we talked uh, earlier, um, well, let's put it this, when I was over there in 2005, start out, I think, um, they started to first have the first NFL games at Wembley Stadium, right? So definitely, um, or they, they might have had 
I know they had the um, I know they had the some NFL Europe going on before that. Yeah. But yeah. around that time, there was a growing interest in the NFL. I think NFL is putting more money into their European marketing system to grow awareness for the game. But you know, the the lads, we you know, we go to the game and we even I think we even had a couple of the teams come practice at our facility um, in Acton um, over there in West London. So you started to see a little more interest in in um, bigger bodies moving faster, harder collisions, um, and I, that's directly re- relative to the strength conditioning support, you know, and the, 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 with the science moving forward, you're able to create bigger athletes who could sustain fitness longer. And when you have bigger, stronger, more powerful athletes, you're going to have harder collisions and there's going to be some implications for that, you know. So I think there, at that time, um, there was a growing interest in, hey, how do we, you know, what can we glean from this NFL, you know, this American football derivative of what was all once what was all once rugby, you know, before we started allowing forward passes and <laughs> more set plays and stuff. So, uh, you know, if I could put it simply, yeah, it's like okay, collision. You know, how do you, how do you, in violence, in in bigger hits, you know, and more more power, more you know, the more agility, footwork. Watching these NFL running backs move. And, it's impressive. So, I mean, over the last decade, you've we've seen bigger athletes out there on the pitch. I think it's maybe some of the rule changes have prohibited maybe the size and the strength. Uh, well, size, but um, yeah, I mean, collision, be able to the ability to to beat another team physically, right? Yeah. And I don't know if that if that's if that's on track, but um. On the other, on the flip side, you get <clears throat> American football, right? So more more up tempo offenses, offensive offensive schemes, less rest in between plays, the ability to be fit enough to do that, just changing body types, the issues with concussions and massive collisions that happen. There's been rule changes there. There's you know, rug, you know there's been a a movement, growing movement of teaching youth how to how to tackle in a rugby style so in that in that regard american football is learning a lot from rugby so i think that's i don't know if that was the main reason why i was brought over but i think there were some definite perspectives that i had were especially in the weightlifting categories and you know how to how to implement you know the core lifts the olympic lifts speed work agility work that was, I think, kind of a newer, newer, not newer concepts, but you know, growing awareness of, of, that, of those, of those pure, pure speed power elements of the game. You know, if that, if that makes sense. I don't know. I was kind of rambling there. No, no, I get you because I guess that's something that's been going on in even high school weight rooms in in the U.S. Is you know, good inter- integration of the Olympic lifts, power lifts, and and speed work into the into the football training whereas kind of as you said based on kind of facilities it's something that's only starting to to, to develop over here right so yeah there's a like kind of a a, a matrix of 
you need a facility where you can drop weight, throw weight, which was somewhat rare, you know, in the, in the two, early 2000s. It was like a lot of times you're working out at a, at a, at a you know, fitness, general fitness gym where you can't drop anything, you can't, you know, so I know wasps converted their, their, um, their cafeteria, or I think it was like the dining hall into the weight room, you know, so, and it created, yeah, I mean, so I was able to be part of kind of the, on the, the, that front end of a lot of the strength conditioning through, through what was going on at wasps, I think, um, and the, the power endurance work and, and being able to do repeated explosive um, maneuver, you know, exercise to induce this power endurance, this uh, metabolic conditioning effect. That was before really CrossFit was even known. I mean, not even in the United States. Now, I'm sure in England too, it's just a CrossFit gym in every every corner. Yeah. <laughs> and even, you know, Sally, Sally, uh, you know, Sally businesswoman's, you know, doing cleans like everyone else. So, it's there's been a movement, you know, like but that yeah, that's been in the high schools here for quite a while. But anyway, now the general population are all everyone's a uh, Olympic lifting specialist now. So <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Not always the best thing though. Yeah. Um we've moved nicely into uh in, into a bit of sort of training talk now. So this is a question we ask all our all our guests on the podcast. Uh, what do you think is the biggest mistake rugby players make when it comes to strength and conditioning? Oh man. Um, well, my, the context I've been in the last, let me try to remember, the last, well, the last four years I've been with the USA women, okay, so um, uh, that's, a, that's an interesting question because you kind of get this mix of U.S. culture with, 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 with obviously, like a, a U.S. rugby culture, so um, I don't know, I, I think... Uh, That's a, that's a that's an interesting question. I might have to circle back around to that one. The biggest mistake. <laughs> that's all right. Have, have a think. The other thing, and you mentioned it earlier, the the versa pulley, uh, yeah. and I see I see quite a lot of stuff on on your social media. Why don't you just explain a little bit about that and the eccentric loading you use? Yeah, I can answer both those questions in one. Um, I think uh, a mistake in the metabolic conditioning. Um, Howard, or however you want to call it, right? Is there's we're just we just don't look enough at how how we how well we load. So everything's a concentric, explosive movement. Um, I think when you add the grappling, when you add the wrestling, in, yeah, that's you get more of that static strength, time under tension. But the ability with the flywheel work, and that's I, you know, hey, maybe that's what that got me hired. Two thousand five was. Um, you know, this whole idea that you have to be able to handle um, negative forces repetitiously. And in fact, that's what really what that's what really advances your your fitness. It's not just ripping off endless amounts of 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 you know shuttle runs to the twenty-two and back. You know, it's it's how well can you can you move or handle stress and redistribute that stress after absorbing it. You know what I mean? So I think that's a, that, that could be a mistake that some rugby players think is like, okay, I'm going to get massive and then I'm going to go just run endlessly 
So I, I think you know, I think we're out of the we're out of the, the time where people thought they just had to jog too much, right? Yeah. Or they they need to go on these long runs. You know, you need an aerobic base for sure. But okay, so it's let's go lift, let's get as big as we can, and then let's just rip out rip out repeated you know sprint intervals. Well, what, what people are doing, and I think what the flywheel does, you know, the verse pulley, and, and now um, I'm using a, a, a device called the K box, which works on a linear, um, on, a, on a cylinder rather than a spinning cone. So, but I use both equally. Um, but anyway, what that, what that allows you to do is, is to create this energy efficiency where you're having to repeatedly load what you produce concentrically. So your, your eccentric overload proportions under, you know, higher and higher rep count, you know, and so you, you're maintaining power, but it's re directly relative to how well you can eccentrically overload, which I don't think is looked at enough. And you can't do that with traditional weights. You can't do that with, 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 with cleans just because of the, the, the element of, of gravity stuff crashing down on you, your joints get just knackered, you know, so that's, that's been a big, I think, advance that I tried to use at WASP. I think I did that effectively in, in the rehab setting. I tried to, you know, I implemented that with, with Welsh and now uh, Friday and Greening are using that with US Rugby Sevens, you know, um, bringing that, bringing that in. So, um, yeah, anyway, that's that's what I would say for both of those. Not enough adherence to the function of, of eccentric overloading. And um, maybe guys are getting too big. Maybe you know, you hear it, maybe these maybe the young rugby rugby set in the UK switched on to lifting more and more. Maybe that's Maybe, you know, actually you start to see that in the US too. Guys are getting bigger, there's more incidents of injuries, non-contact um, you know, ACL ruptures, for example. It's like guys are getting bigger, they're getting more powerful. Can they handle that that size and, and, and power effectively? And can they do it um, over time? So yeah. I don't know if that if that's I guess that's technically <laughs> what you're looking for. You know, no, that's 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 perfect. Your your insight, and no, I kind of agree. I think I think we're coming off a bit of a peak in terms of size in rugby. Like I haven't got any kind of solid data on it but it seemed to be players were just getting bigger and bigger and I think the last World Cup was the um, actually kind of pack size or player size had come down slightly I think kind of as things often are in rugby led by the All Blacks they, they were never always the biggest team they were just more efficient more powerful and, and had a high skill level um, so it's not just that big yeah. brute force although obviously it'll help as you were saying earlier you know to physically dominate teams but if you're more efficient you, you can get away with a lot and I think it's kind of it's come away from that that just get bigger and bigger right and that, again that's if you're able to load load your load your body more efficiently and, and redistribute that force in this concurrent you know that you know that you look at the stretch shortening cycle how much how much can you decelerate and then accelerate and I think again, the, the flywheel work really adds that element where there's traditional weightlifting is, 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 is limited, you know. So um, 
I think that could be still can be a huge, a huge advance is if, if players can, um, can condition in that element. I know I had a lot of success in the rehab world where a guy like um, you know Phil Vickery, I was doing his rehab and he couldn't run yet, um, couldn't do some of these repeated bouts of explosive you know barbell moves, but we were able to really advance his, his um, metabolic capacity under these repeated um, eccentric loading with, with the flywheel that's low joint stress. So it's pretty cool because with minimal return to running, you know, program, he could get back on the pitch and just get around just fine. So um, I think there's a lot to that. And there's still a lot to be, lot to be explored with that. And I'm, I'm kind of trying to still, still work into that and do some research. And whatnot. I've a research um, study that's coming out, Shortly, just about that very thing, comparing repeated barbell movements to the verse pulley in in the similar, like you know, we use the high pull to to compare. But that should be coming out shortly. It should be interesting. Yeah, it will be interesting. <laughs> I, I think you're right that kind of eccentric training doesn't really get the the focus it deserves. Um, I think it's it's probably used quite a lot for injury prevention. You know, your, your glute ham raises and things like that. Um, all done slowly, and it's all done. Yeah. It's not done as a as a, as a through the scope of conditioning, as it's always as a strengthening, uh, as a preventative tool. Yeah. You know, you can do Nordic hamstrings, and you can do single leg uh, squats. You know, you, okay, we're trying to prevent tendonitis, hamstring, prevent ten, hamstring issues, all that. But if you look at it in a, in a conditioning context, it really advances your. You know, it's like running economy. If you look at Okay, the study, any studies on running economy, the ability to, to you know your centric loading capacity goes up. You're gonna you're gonna have more elastic, you know, put elasticity into play. The free energy element of, of prolonged running. So, you know, it really needs to be looked at more for for rugby fitness. And uh, it's not just running people in, into the ground. I mean, I know, I know, like with all the GPS data, we try to limit running so much, but I think we can, we can even go a step further. And looking into our weight and our strengthening protocols to blend in more with our uh, our, our fitness protocols, you know, and take, taking that further down the road. So, yeah, so mistakes, lifting too much, running too much, okay? Yeah, and definitely. It, it's finding that balance, isn't it? Yeah, going to the extremes of both to the point where you almost work against work against it because you're looking for a feeling. And if one thing with – Coming in and dipping in and out of rugby, as I can do consulting for USA Rugby, and then go back to baseball where there's no running hardly. There, there is, you know, more so for pitchers. But, but um, like you start to see, the rugby players are so keen at the to try to be to be for the fitness, and coaches are so scared of not being fit that they really get in the way of. Looking at the, the the structure of the human body and how efficient it can be through proper movement, through good mechanics, through weight room, something you know, resting more. So I, I I know there's been instances where a coach will run off all the all the good work you've done in the weight room, and you're like, man, that's that's okay. So it's and it's almost out of fear. It's like it's almost a fear element of I'm not going to be fit enough, and it's like. I don't know. I think that needs that's a that's a side note, more of an abstract thought there. 
yeah definitely yeah, something that uh, needs to be worked on the relationship with the with the coaches and the snc staff um now another thing we uh, we talked about a little uh, off air was uh, i mentioned i think that uh, rugby is the fastest growing sport in the u.s uh how, how do you see things change now obviously with your, your work with usa rugby uh well there's more more resources obviously olympics are put a huge part getting getting exposure and we have a lot of foreign coaches wanting to live and work in the United States, which is, uh, uh, you know, hey, who, who wouldn't want to go live in California and <laughs> train, you know, get paid to train, you know, rugby. But I, I think there's a, <clears throat> there's a genuine, like, interest in it. I think, as you, you know, I, I see, I work with students a lot too, younger, younger students. Um, and there's a growing interest in just safety, child safety. And, and I can say firsthand that, you know, if I, if I learned how to tackle in a rugby context rather than just launching my head and shoulders and neck at, at, at other guys because I have a helmet and shoulder pads, I definitely wouldn't have uh, these <laughs> degenerative disc issues I have now. I had a lot of concussions. So I think, I think parents are even looking for other options. Other than other than football, you know, a game I love. American football is a game I love and played. But they're looking for different options: lacrosse, rugby. Um, you know, they're. I think it's driven by parents. It's driven by the the you know the old guard rugby guys who want to grow the game, and uh, and yeah, the foreign coaches that are coming over. I mean, dude, I know five ex-wasps that are coaching in the U.S., you know, and... Yeah, because is Mike Friday the uh, sevens head coach, is that right? Yeah, and Greening's helping him out, and I know um, there's, there's a couple players that are coaching club club teams and, and college, you know, university levels and helping, I think even helping the, the USA structure out too, so um, there's, there's a lot of, I think, opportunity for growth here. Like you got you got facilities, you got the the infrastructure, right? So um, there's more resources coming in, driven by either Olympic money, uh, you know, Olympic um, money. There's more like full time residencies at the Olympic training centers, and a little more of a centralized, you know, system. College games growing, um, women's games growing. I mean, I've been working with women, the women primarily. And uh, so yeah, it, it's a there's a I mean just think there's a lot of there's a lot of people here, and there's a lot of facilities here, yeah. and there's a lot of parents who want to put their kids and stuff too. So that's that's all that's all good good signs of growth, you know. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how how things develop over there. Um, Paul, just lastly, you know a bit a bit more about yourself and what you do now with the with the Alpha Project. Um, Tell us a bit, little bit about that and and where people can learn more about yourself. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so I came home, uh, worked worked in base, you know, worked in baseball consulting, rugby, whatnot. I just wanted to just have a local a local place to train. Really, have training camps, invite people in from around the world to, to train. It's a, it's a cool area. There's a the beach and the mountains and. California, it's in centrally located in California, but um, yeah, maybe my, my wife had a good job here, so I said, oh, let's let's I'll sell my flat in London, buy some equipment, and uh, you know, it was about four four years ago, but uh, we've we've grown and um, but it's it's a place 
where I think you can you can get good training done. You can you can discover I think more that intrinsic motivation for for why we even train and, and give you know that third space where it's it's not your coaches, it's not your it's not your um, your parents in a lot of cases. There's no external pressures other than just you you know you training under good guidance and we we're the probably the world's leader in flywheel technology here. We have wall to wall. Uh, you know, wheels spinning with all, all those fitness elements. We integrate the Olympic lifts. We integrate vibration training. We have we have a good, I think, good healthy balance between um, you know application and 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 you know that art of how to apply the science, but also some good data collection and some good techni- technology. And, um, yeah, man. So that's my passion is really uh, influence the world through training. But but, but rugby is so a key element in that because it's the gold standard for, you know, for a strength conditioning coach to, to test himself, you know, how do you create these bodies that can perform for, for 80, 90 minutes, you know, under extreme stresses, um, internally and externally. So, um, rugby leads the way. It's really important to me, but yeah, we, we work with all, all different sports, all different athletes, but, um, yeah, alphasportscience.com is our website and yeah we're, we're we're growing little by little but uh, just want to be a steady steady presence and, and a good resource to, to to people so that's about it just you know keep it simple have fun and uh, just gather good people around really it's it's a pretty simple concept yeah that sounds great and of course we'll uh, we'll share a link uh, to your website in the show notes and well, uh, and we'll look forward to seeing that that research paper come out as well yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I miss I miss my uh, my London uh, my England English my UK colleagues. You know, I'm and uh, I hope to be over there soon. Um, but yeah, though it's it's great to connect through through rugby. It's it's great, in, intelligent, intuitive people who who know how to work. And I think that's why you know in the end why why the game is growing over here is it's. Um, the leadership qualities that are that are bred through the game and and through physical contact and understanding how to control your body and and in a team context is are huge. So, hope uh, all all the best to you, man, over there, and uh, keep leading the way with with what you're doing. And, and uh, I'll, I'll hold up my end of the uh, bargain over here. Thanks, Paul, and thanks again for taking the time to speak to us. All the best. Yeah, yeah, you too. Look look forward to talking later. Bye. Yeah. So thank you, Paul. Great to catch up with you after all these years. Um, And thank you for sharing your insights into everything rugby, strength and conditioning. I look forward to your your research paper coming out and uh, recommend anyone to check out uh, Paul's website, alphasportscience.com. In the meantime, guys, uh, make sure you subscribe on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud or Stitcher. Uh, Give us a five-star review and then keep checking out rugbyrenegade.com and... uh, Check out the ebooks we've got and any articles that are coming up. There's uh, loads of exciting stuff. So, till next time. Thanks for listening to the Rugby Renegade Podcast. For more quality rugby strength and conditioning information, check us out at rugbyrenegade.com. Rugby Renegade, building machines.